Kurt was a vlogger in the early days of YouTube. Why didn't you tell me you had a YouTube channel? I took it down, the videos, the channel, a while ago. Where he used to scream about video games. Do you think our information may have been leaked somewhere? Doxing. No, I don't think we've been doxed. Now, his relationship will be put to the test. No one is going to get in this house. If not... This is our home. No one can drive us from our home. When one night, he is visited by a shadow person. Who are you calling? The police! No! Don't do that! Who won't stop tickling his feet? <laughs> Chasing the Ghost, a new play by Ashley Lauren Rogers, directed by Samantha DeManby. At the Walls Theater for Performing Arts, McKay Building at Fitchburg State University. Fitchburg, Massachusetts, December 7th through the 14th. Visit theforgetheaterlab.org for specific dates and ticketing info. Is It Transphobic will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, once again, this is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator and producer of these at Transphobic Podcast. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And um, uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about Assassination Nation. First, if you celebrated Pride, I hope you had a really good time. I admittedly just played a whole bunch of Mortal Kombat <laughs> and uh, went to a rehearsal for the show Mahogany Brown in the case of the disappearing kid. Uh, it's honestly, it's looking amazing, which we knew it would, but at the same time, it's always just amazing to kind of see a show come together. Uh, that said, that's going to be opening July 8th. We're going to have an ad for that a little bit later. Um, so, featured in this episode is my good friend Rachel Weekly, and they are in the cast of Mahogany Brown. And. It's just, like, it's a really good talk. Honestly, I brought them in because I was like, hey, we do fight stuff together. Like, if you've never watched Scowl, uh, any of the Scowl stuff, it's basically Rachel and myself putting on costumes and beating each other up, and then a couple of other folks tend to join in. Uh, Silas, who's also in Mahogany Brown, is in a couple of fights. Uh, we ended up doing an entire show for both the, uh, the Crane, for Paper Crane, as well as the Rattlestick for part of their... They had a four days of just non-stop readings in the Rattlestick, and it was just amazing to be a part of both. One of our contributors, Amy Ackerman, is doing a show at the Tank. It's a really good space. Uh, if you've never been, I advertise for stuff there a lot. Uh, Amy Ackerman is doing a show called Big Kitty in the Big City, and it's labeled as a body-positive cabaret. Uh, for those that can't read what I'm reading, it's <laughs> body p a w s cabaret. Uh, that's happening Monday, July 22nd at 7 p.m. Uh, and again, that's at the Tank. They are a fantastic performer. I got to perform with them with Engineers Not Found through Honest Accomplice Theater. And yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great show. They're also going to be a guest on our episode talking about uh, Good Girls. So yeah. You know, finding things is more than just the where is it. It's about the what. What are you really looking for? Looking for your keys? 
you're really looking for home. Your cell phone, a voice on the other line. Answers, clarity. Pen, information, a kid. Well then I guess you're looking for your heart. Something goes slipping out of your eyesight for a second and bam. It's where? Missing, gone, lost. And you need me to find it. Mahogany Brown and the Case of the Disappearing Kid, opening July 8th at The Tank. Hey, just as a, an ableist trigger warning, at one point during our conversation, the phrase, numbers are crazy, came up and it was discussed afterwards we are not going to it will probably still pop up in the uh, discussion so I apologize for not beeping that out but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a warning on that uh, and let you know yes we are endeavoring to not to to essentially to remove that phrase from uh, our everyday speech but at the same time sometimes it slips through and I just wanted to let you know that ahead of time all right let's talk assassination nation Whoa, what am I doing? Okay, <laughs> thank you for uh, joining us for the Is a Transphobic Podcast. <laughs> My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am the creator and producer of the podcast. And today I'm being joined by... Rachel Weekly. So, Rachel, today mm. we are talking about Assassination Nation. Yes, we are. <laughs> I remember seeing a preview for this. I forget what it was in front of and saying to myself... This looks like a really weird version of The Purge, and yeah. also, I'm pretty sure one of those characters is trans. Yep. I am very excited to try and see this movie, but I didn't end up seeing it in the theaters. Uh, it was just one of those things that was kind of in and out. Um, and I'm curious, did you know anything about this movie before I assigned it to you? I had heard the name. Like, the name was familiar to me, but honestly, I knew nothing about this um i i wasn't even sure like when it had come out like when we were going to watch it i had to have my husband i was like can you look up when this came out because like <laughs> it's it feels very now like it feels mm. very modern and i was like was this just really ahead of its time and i didn't know about it or was it recently and i didn't know about it mm. and it's it's really recently, like it's like last year, right? Or the year before? Yeah. 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 It's uh, I believe it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's uh, that's the number I, I that, yeah. was coming up with, but Yeah, so I took a bunch of notes. I saw, I read them <laughs> on the train right over. Yeah, I sent um so usually I'll just keep them and I'll say, Okay, you know, yeah, we'll go over the notes. Mm -hmm. Uh but I ended up sharing them with you, Rachel, because I took a couple of pages of I saw. Uh, now, obviously, we're not going to get into all of it, um, but I wonder what are some general impressions you got from the movie having watched it? Now, actually, before we talk about that, actually, mm -hmm. I should say there are massive trigger warnings on this movie. Yes. Um, it I, is intense. Yeah. Like, I chose to watch it right before going to bed. That was not <laughs> the choice. I'll, I'll admit, it's still very fresh in my mind. I watched yeah. it maybe four hours ago. Yeah. Um, so they actually use trigger warnings right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I have mixed feelings about it. Having seen it, 
I have less mixed feelings. Mm -hmm. The only reason I have mixed feelings is because whenever someone chooses to use trigger warnings in a quote-unquote artistic way, it's usually because they're like, oh, we're gonna trigger the libs, haha, <laughs> here you go, libs. Yeah. Um, when in reality, because of how, because of the choices they make in it, and because of how mm -hmm. the politics tend to skew, I think they were being very genuine. I yeah, mm. I think it was. I I think the triggers were warnings were done in the style of the movie. Yeah, where like, it's it's a very millennial. Like I'm gonna mock it, but yeah. we still need to do it. Yeah. The only the, one of the struggles I had with the the trigger warnings is that they like would show little clips mm -hmm. of the things they were warning about as they tell you they're warning about them. Yeah. And I was like, then it's not a warning. Mm -hmm. You can't say, like, it's not a warning. It's not mm. ahead of time. You haven't gotten the chance to choose whether you're going to mm. uh, deal with that because it's happening at the same time. The only reason, and it's not a very good... Mm -hmm defense of it, but the only reason I'm kind of okay with it yeah. is because they're very quick, they're very, and that can still, depending on what the trigger yeah. is, it can still trigger someone, but at the same time, a lot of the, like, deeper context, like, there are definitely moments where a character is... Uh, about to be raped, there are definitely moments where a character is held down against their will, mm -hmm. and it's shown in a very quick flash, and so for that, it's like, okay, well, that's not good, but I know I need to walk away from yeah. this for right now. You um, have some notion of what the intensity of the trigger warning is. Yeah. And that's helpful. Yeah. So, but it's still one of those things like, blood, okay, well, you've just shown people covered in blood, blood so... Yeah. Like, or, like, yeah. if you're warning on homophobia, you can't have the characters saying the homophobic lines yeah. while warning about, like, that's the one that, um, that's the one that got to me. Mm. Whew, yeah. But this, I do think you should look up the triggers for this movie. I did not write them down, but honestly, it will, you can find them online. It's um, most things. It's mo honestly, <laughs> if you could think of it, if it could be a trigger for someone, it's probably in yeah. there. The only one I didn't notice that they didn't necessarily talk about and that they didn't include was like fat phobia and things mm -hmm. like that. So at least in that. Well, they also didn't warn mm. about, um, like I know someone close to me has mm -hmm. trouble with blades, mm. has trouble with weaponry, mm -hmm. wasn't warned about, and yeah. it's not cute. Yeah. The, there we go. Put me where I am. I know, yeah. No, Rachel, Rachel and I also have a really good, like, relationship when it comes to physical comedy and it comes to these things, but it's just like, I am going to state, like, hey, I'm probably going to move this. That's just good. So, I, I'm yeah. perfectly happy with mm -hmm. that. I generally am going to be just yeah. all over the place. Um, but, like, I have, and it can be okay to not um, cue those things for her, yeah. but you've got to, like, cue them, like, oh, here's a handle. Mm. And now there's going to be a blade. And most of the time it was just like, nope, the blade's coming right out. And yeah. And I mean, you can't... Mm. You cannot possibly account for mm. everything that could possibly trigger anyone. Right. Like, that's... And they covered so many big mm. ones. But at the same time... Mm. Like, I, I know someone very directly who could not watch this movie. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so... A Lots of people... <laughs> So this is, and I, I mentioned the word, it's sort of like an exploitation story, the, the idea of like both a grindhouse story, exploitation, like 
I would love if you yeah. could talk a little more about that because I know I've heard those words before. Yeah. And I have an I, I have an idea because you're using those words to describe this movie, but I'd love if you could, like, yeah. elaborate. Yeah, like there's a specific style. By the way, before we get into that, hello Megan. Very Hi, nice Megan. to see you. You rock as well. Um, so, like an exploitation story is very much like taking the darkest elements of an actual struggle mm -hmm. someone is feeling and someone is experiencing rather and uh, creating a story out of it that is both like mired in it but also can be cathartic to the people okay. and sometimes it works sometimes it's literally just exploiting yeah um, like there are some really good uh, examples there are a lot of like the the black exploitation movies uh, you've do you know black dynamite yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume that's. Yeah, that yeah. that that movie is definitely like riffing on a lot of the old black exploitation yeah. movies, and it was a way to sort of like for that period. The, the other reason it's called an exploitation movie is because it's focusing on these issues uh, that, as a means to make money, but yeah. it was also a way for a lot of those actors to get a paycheck and to build. I mean, yeah, you're still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's not the greatest, but you're still casting um, yeah. persons of color. Like, mm -hmm. And like, if you look at a lot of the Grindhouse stuff, and again, this isn't necessarily specifically traditionally Grindhouse, uh, but Grindhouse, Grindhouse? Grindhouse is a Thank lot you. more of like the sort of like, it, it was a <laughs> style specifically around like the 70s, mm -hmm. where they would just put whatever fucked up things they could think of on the screen, uh, make a whole story around it, okay. and then sort of uh, work that way. I'm trying to think of like some really famous ones. A lot of the ones that get attributed, if you look now, are like uh, your Trauma Vision, uh, okay. like your Toxic Avenger type stuff. And again, that was a little bit later, that was a little outside the Grindhouse era, but that's sort of what people... When yeah, if, ones yeah. you could look up if you wanted to yeah. find out. Mm -hmm. And wow. now I'm not an expert on those things, but I, it's one of those things, I know it when I see it. Yeah. And so, in that sense, I think that they actually did a really good job with that. Because everything is very explicit. Everything is very, like... I also mm -hmm. appreciate that the style of the movie, like, the style of the filming and how they, like, costume everybody and how everything was filmed was very stylized. Yeah. Like, it was very clearly... And, I mean, what I loved is that it's very clearly stylized. And at the beginning, they're like, the true story of blah, 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 mm. blah. So it's, like, that juxtaposition immediately put me as a viewer in the mindset that, like, okay, this is fiction. This is some sort mm. of fantasy. It's not supposed to be like a perfect naturalistic view or representation mm. of reality. This is focusing. This is highlighting. And, mm -hmm. and I love the style of this. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, like the really use of fun. color and mm. the, the especially when they started doing three separate stories and three separate like yeah, uh, we watched it with oh, um, subtitles on. Oh. Because um, we've been watching mm -hmm. a lot of like anime stuff lately, so it was just on, and we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was um, it was interesting because there's a lot of really quiet text. Mm. Yeah. That like, if uh, if we didn't have subtitles on, I don't think we would have caught. Mm. Um, and it's, I always think it's interesting in films when they do that because. Like, for one, it really fills out um, the the world for me. Yeah. Because, the, like, that is really not everything is perfectly clearly delivered to the camera. And um, 
but I also worry that I'm missing things if I don't do things like have the subtitles on. Yeah, sorry, I'm just putting in the text here in case people are joining us. Uh, at this point, we are going to start talking about uh, issues of sexual assault as well as oh, yeah. issues of violence against marginalized folks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just as an FYI, if you're jumping in, at least at this point, you will have had some warning. Um, one thing I actually really enjoyed, mm -hmm. even though there was a lot of like violence being portrayed against these four women and a lot of other folks in mm -hmm. the story, um, they never actually like used the wrong pronoun or dead named I, X. I realized that. Yeah. Like, like they still said some vile transphobic oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their characters yeah. mm -hmm. were transphobic. Like they yeah. were supposed to be. But it was an interesting, it was and a really interesting nuance. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that as well. Like, mm -hmm. I assume we can talk about spoilers. Yeah, so, um, and I'll, and I really, you know what, I'm going to start saying this as part of my intro from now on as well, because we always kind of have to, like, state that. Deal with it. We are going to talk about spoilers, because the only way yep. we can fully analyze this, especially to ask whether it's transphobic, is to be able to talk about things that actually happen throughout the movie and the themes of it. So... Yeah, we there are going to talk about spoilers. This is your cue. I feel like I've vaped. Vamped. I feel like I've vaped. I feel like I've vaped enough. Uh, I feel like I've vamped enough so that if you need to go watch it in order to experience it and you don't want anything spoiled, uh, here's been your warning. Um, Although, honestly, if I had known <laughs> if I had known the basic plot before, I don't mm -hmm. think it would have spoiled the experience for me. Yeah. So everybody has something a little bit different. Some people can watch a, a trailer well, yeah. 50 million times and not have anything uh, ruined for them. Yeah. I cannot watch a trailer more than once or else I'm going to hate the I movie. usually don't but watch yeah. trailers. Mm -hmm. That, like... Yeah. Either the trailer is so, like, mysterious that I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. What was this for? Or it's the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, so now what do I go to spend $15 to go see it? So, but we were going to talk about yes. something, and I forget what it yes. was. Yes, no, I wanted to talk about, um, I remember, because, yeah. like, this is, this has been interesting to me, like, mm -hmm. the whole time I've been thinking about this, when, even when the, like, the dude bro mm. jocks are all, like, masked up and are going to kill Vex, yeah. they never use the wrong pronouns. Yep. And I find that a really interesting juxtaposition mm -hmm. with how they deal with the mayor in the beginning. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It was interesting because I, I took a bunch of notes about that as well, like with the mayor, because the whole thing, the inciting incident, incident. is that someone drops a zipped file to mm. some of the jocks, some of the like, or no, it's to a, a hacker guy. Yeah, like a, I didn't remember kid. his name, unfortunately. Uh, Max, I think. Anyway, no, Maybe. there was a Max. Anyway, um, so they and, drop... And they, yeah, the hacker yeah. person spreads it to everyone else, and yeah. then it's, then it's the big thing. Yeah, and what it is is this conservative politician is pictured in sexually explicit, uh, basically having sexually, basically having sex with a dude we're, we're led to find out wearing clothing that a woman might wear. Um, yeah. Feminine lingerie. Feminine, yeah, feminine lingerie. Yeah. And as a result... Everybody just starts, you know, they do the internet thing. They share it, they talk do about the it, they do thing. the internet thing, and they all share it, they all talk about it, and <laughs> they basically, like... Internet things yeah. are a big part of this film. Yeah. And, like... Oh, it's like, it is the film. It's, 
it's another character. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's a good point, actually. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the whole point is they see this, this conservative politician uh, is kind of trying to figure out a way to deal with it, and mm -hmm. the way he deals with it is to shoot himself in the face uh, in front of people. A live audience. Uh, a live and audience. Camera. Yeah. And uh, basically the way that the kids talk about this is they're still like, oh, that's disgusting, oh, but they never directed at Bex. Yeah. And Bex even comments on it, and she, I, what I find really interesting is she refers yes. to him as uh, the Tiesler mayor. Yes. Like, she does not say Tiesler. She is very careful throughout the movie to say LGBTQIIA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every I time she's talking. IIA. Okay. Yep. Um, and, like, she always says that yep. whenever she's talking about the community, mm -hmm. uh, but she will still call him T the Tiesler man. Yeah. And it's fascinating. I loved, oh my god, sorry, like, this is the thing. I'm yeah. just going to gush about this movie. <laughs> Uh, Bex is a, a great character. Bex is fantastic. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like that I think that's what keeps me from not liking this movie. Yeah. Is Bex. Is how often like Bex has got something to say. I'm like, yes, Bex, mm -hmm. please. What whatever. Like <laughs> I'm I'm here for the ride. Like she is such a complicated character, but also not, because it's very it's very true, it's like, they're, hold on, I'm still looking for it, they're in the pool, it's after the mayor has taken his own life, mm -hmm. um, here we go, uh, Are you looking for that empathy? Yeah, oh, that empathy, yeah. oh man, like, um, trying to see if my, my brain has it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, here we go, I just put in all caps, this whole exchange between Lily and Bex at the pool is great, uh, mm -hmm. and there's even more before I started taking notes, but essentially, um, uh, people like me, people like me kill themselves all the time. He wouldn't mourn my death, so why the fuck should I mourn his, bitch? And yep. then that's responded, Lily responds by saying, well, I think you can disagree with him and still feel empathy. And she just goes, still laying on a pool float, she just goes, yeah, maybe you're not me. I like <laughs> your characterization of these characters. <laughs> Like, I think you should do, like, a puppet retelling. I should do a puppet retelling of, of Assassination Nation. I would watch that. <laughs> I don't know if it would be good. But oh, I would it would be god-awful, but... <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, um, but I would watch it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, like, I, I just really loved that, especially because... There is that argument from people like, oh, yeah, well, it's always sad when this person, when a person dies. And it's like, yeah, but if they're a shithead, they're a shithead. Yeah. It doesn't stop the fact that they wanted me dead. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, she takes that position really early on. Mm. And, like, I, I, I'm still, like, chewing on how they framed the mayor and yeah. how that fits into this because one of the, how it fits into the world, because one of the things I find really interesting is that um, the narrator, it's it's hard to tell if you have a reliable narrator. In yeah. This because you're sort of, Lily is your main character, mm -hmm. and you're sort of seeing these events through her eyes. Like, most of the time when you're reading the text, they'll put the text up on the screen when she gets them on her phone, and 
you're only usually seeing her text or text mm. sent to her. Um, and there's a lot of times where I'm like, yes, Lily, yes, like, whatever, this is great stuff. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, yeah, you're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've decided a lot of things about a lot of things you don't quite know about yet. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to to try to judge how the film is framing things and how the film feels about things mm. because you're not necessarily working through a reliable narrator or yeah. you're working through a narrator who's working through like three or four different levels of separation from the events yeah like most of the events up until um like later in the film lily's only experiencing through like well the internet got it and then people responded to it and then the internet responded to people responding to it so that mm. how you know it's not the event she's responding to solely anymore it's mm. how it's being interpreted two or three times over yeah there's also this fascinating level of disconnect that people have mm. in this movie and on the internet and I don't know if this was necessarily what they were going for but I was kind of picking up throughout where like even if you know this person the fact that you're seeing what they're saying in private suddenly makes them like they're they're not the person that you knew they're a completely different person and like you can have this sort of disconnect from them I I think a lot of this film was about how when we fear something, even if it's something completely familiar to us, even if we're not actually afraid of that specific thing, mm. but something associated with that, how we automatically distance ourselves. Yeah. Like, um, you talked about in your notes, and a really striking thing to me was um, Lily's parents' reaction to yeah. finding that this older man had these sexual pictures of her mm. on his in his media mm -hmm. um, they just lost it at her threw her out of the house it was a very uncomfortable scene to watch I think it was oh, very well awful. executed oh, from yes. the director like, yes oh I think it was well done yeah but I hated it yeah oh hated god it. I, I wanted the parents to be sympathetic oh uh, I know you I said that in your them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like I oh really... maybe they'll help her oh no oh no <laughs> Oh god! Um, I think just keep getting worse. No, I I uh, honestly didn't have any hope. Uh, I knew because, I knew it was gonna happen, but I really yeah. wanted them to, to buck that trend. No. Nope. And just that whole, especially because earlier in the movie, the father says something, and I didn't put this in my notes, but the father says something to the degree of like, and that's why I've got to keep you safe. And it's just like then she gets up and walks away from the dinner. Yeah. And then as and. The other thing I think that they handled not well, I guess, yeah, like that they handled well was mm -hmm. the act of the mother physically pulling Lily out of her bed and throwing her out the door Thor. without striking her, without kicking no. her, without any of that. I think, wow, that was loud. I think, <laughs> um, and that's why I say like, I think that they handled it well, because if she had, it would be very easy. Like, I feel like there are a number of people that would look at that and have, like, oh, well, you know, well, she never hit her. And it's like, she physically pulled her out and threw her out. This film deals a lot mm. with different kinds of violence. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. Mm. Um, because it's set up to be a violent film. 
Yeah. And it becomes a very physically violent film. But I would argue that the entire film is violent. Yeah. Like, it, it's either emotionally violent or, like, socially violent. I don't, I don't know if that's really a term, but you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's violent in a way where it is separating, it is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, alienating. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. It's alienating. Mm-hmm. And the, the scene where the mother is dragging Lily out, it's done, like, no one's really fighting. Mm. Lily's not really fighting it. Her mother's not. It's not like by the scruff of her neck or by her hair or something yeah. awful like that. It's, it's just by her arm. Mm. But the violence is in like how it's only Lily talking. Like the father isn't talking to her. Mm-hmm. The brother isn't even there. The mother isn't really talking to her. Mm. The mother hasn't been talking to her the entire scene. Mm. And, yeah. Well, well, and it's interesting. Let's tackle this idea of her brother. Because, again, we're going to talk about spoilers. Uh, You find out at the end in what I think is a really good scene. So the whole thing leads to one week later, after all of this, and this Mm. town has turned into this masked, they're scared to show their face, and they, like... it's devolved oh, into mob rule. Yeah. Like, people are running around in pickup trucks with mm-hmm. Molotov cocktails and giant American flags, and mm-hmm. they're waterboarding people. And Yeah, like, it's <laughs> it, it gets really intense. Yeah. Not out of nowhere, but pretty much out of nowhere after a week. Yeah. And, hold on a sec. Hey, Diana, can you knock on that door? Could you Dr. do me a favor Dr. and just go? <laughs> oh, sorry, you're in. You're on the outside. <laughs> it's all good. Oh. If someone's at the door. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Da, da, da. So, sorry about that, everybody. Um, so, what, where, where was I going with that? Um, so. The brother devolved into Yeah, mom. yeah, yeah. So, again, this is even more time if you... If you want yep. to watch the film, then you can turn this off and go watch it. <laughs> um, so you find out at the end, basically, in the, after all this stuff goes on, um, the brother, like, they, they're they're talking to the parents. They're talking mm-hmm. to Ruby's parents and saying all the crimes. Cyber terrorism and et cetera, et cetera. And you assume it's about Lily. Right. Because, because Lily gets... was framed for this info, this giant info dump yeah. before. But it turns out, it was the brother. And why did the brother do it? This cis, white, Uh, assumedly straight boy do it? For the lulls. And it's just, ah! But yeah, so... I don't... You don't like that? I don't know if I like that they let him answer. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I'm on the fence about it because, like, okay. in in some ways, like, it very much rings of that that incel mm. like internet troll mm. thing. But at the same time, I think it's dismissive in a way. Mm. Like it, it's easy to write off 
behavior when it's portrayed in a formulaic way. Yeah. And and I think that somewhat does that. Mm. Like, I, I don't know if I'd actually want to change it, but something yeah. about it sits weird with me. Well, the reason that I, and I was kind of thinking mm -hmm. it over, the reason that I really enjoy it yeah. is because after the massive info dump, where they release it on half of the town. Like, so he releases info on half the town. He starts with the mayor, then he goes to his principal, then... I have thoughts about the principal. I, we'll get back to yeah, that. Yeah, because I also have thoughts about the principal one. Um, then, we, then he dumps, he does an info dump on half the town. Mm. Specifically, his sister and her friends are okay, his parents are okay, like they don't have... Well, his sister's not okay. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. This is where I'm going with that. Oh. He did not target his sister. He targeted the guy. He targeted the guy. He oh, targeted Joel oh, McHale, right. who I didn't want to hate. <laughs> I don't want to hate Joel McHale. Yeah, like, you know, he, <sighs> but yeah. Joel McHale in this film by the end of it. <sighs> like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I no. Joel McHale really are like what somebody. It's just like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> like, ah. I like... I love how they sort of sprung it on you. Yeah. And he he just so, like, he's coming along, you're not quite sure what to make of him, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh no! Yeah. Oh no, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> like, oh. But, um, so, but one of the people <laughs> that is targeted is Joel McHale, mm. who you find out a little bit beforehand is this, this character called Daddy, who... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who Lily is talking to. Um, Who's Lily is sexting. Who Lily is sexting yeah. and sending pictures to. And suddenly you kind of see, and this is the thing, thinking back on all the moments that they did use the son, he is there when his sister is kicked out, but he's sitting there slurping on a big gulp. Yep. Not actually seeing her thrown out, but just hearing her bang on the door and the mother and father just staring just straight Just sitting there, yeah. And so it's that's the thing. It's moments like that, and then you notice he didn't release anyone else's info after that. Nope. After that, everyone in the town has just spent a week trying to oh. figure everything else out and worry that maybe something could happen. Yeah, it's all it's all fear after the third yeah. dump. So you don't think? Do you think he was somewhat ignorant of how this was going to impact people? I absolutely do. I think okay. he thought that he was going to be safe. And as much as he physically, socially, etc., etc., was safe, it affected people that he cared about. And so suddenly it became real. And that's why I'm kind of okay. As much as it was like it was for the lulls, like he was actually... he Because... He wasn't just like, it was for the lulls, uh, 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 4chan, yay. He was... I mean, he really wasn't excited like, about it, no. but there oh, wasn't yeah. mm -hmm. remorse in that voice. Yeah. Like, it's oh, one yeah. of the struggles mm -hmm. I have in this film is how <laughs> much the cis-hat white guy goes free. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was deeply unsatisfying for me in that way. Like, I mean, there's definitely mm. cishet white guys in there that do not go free and... and Admittedly, there are a lot of cishet white bodies in this. I oh, yes. But, yeah. Um, but not necessarily important ones. Yeah. Like, there's this one... One of those really striking moments that I'm, I've just been, like, chewing over, chewing over um, 
is the head Brodu jock guy. Yeah. Who was gonna kill Bex. The the other the three other women um, free Bex and they mm-hmm. take out most of the jock guys. Um, yeah. In a very I, I think I wrote at some point, this absolutely could be trauma inducing for a lot of folks. Oh yeah. But is a really I don't think it was a good, but it was a good scene. It was just like, ooh. Are you talking about yeah. the scene when the, the the women come and save Bex? Yeah, specifically when the women come and save Bex, but there were the, the build-up, because basically, so a home invasion happens after, okay, so here are the plot points that we're not talking about. Yes. Um, after the, after one week and everything goes to shit, um, a group of masked people kidnapped this first internet person and hacker, hacker yeah. dude and waterboarding yep and a again i didn't love it because i don't want to love that but at the same love time <laughs> i love that they did this and he gave an i think it was well done i don't yeah. love what's yeah. happening but i think they did it well yeah and Where he gives them bad he gives information them bad in, he gives them bad intel i mean it's not technically wrong because hmm. it's the same ip yeah Address. Oh my gosh, that's a thing I didn't even connect. Yeah, it is coming from Lily's IP address. But so it's not he does Lily, give it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they make an assumption, they make a oh, jump to a God. conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you see, like, the more I'm analyzing this, the more I'm actually they really enjoying it. They focus on a lot of really good details. Yeah. But then there are some, like, weird red herrings <laughs> that yeah. I'm like, mm, you didn't. Fix mm. that. You didn't cover mm. it. You didn't finish it. Mm. And like it, that drives me nuts. It's like yeah. then I can't not see that little <laughs> crack in the armor. Mm. Um, home invasion. Right. But the reason the home invasion happened. So yes, we we kind of alluded yeah. to. Whoa. Sorry, you touched the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I breathed on it. All right. Try talking. Yes. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I broke sorry, we're dealing with uh, so we're we're for the most part good, but we're dealing with like one wire that I need to replace. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, this this hacker dude says that it was Lily uh, mm-hmm. after being in duress, after being like and tortured, then, after being tortured and then murdered. Um, and so they all start coming after Lily, like mm. the entire town. Um, well, the, the mob of the town, the mob which you presume the town, yeah. is the majority of. Yeah. Uh, so they all start coming after Lily, and uh, the friends, her friends, for the most part, like the two of them, are brutally taken in by uh, this mob. Uh, which and, includes a local cop. Yeah. Like, that's striking. Yeah. Specifically a local cop who has been stationed at their high school and has been perving oh, on. Oh, yeah, no. He's, yeah. he's been a big old creep the whole time. Yeah. And so he's, and he's saying stuff like, and I wrote it down because of course I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh god. Um, no, that's too far, is it? Yeah, that's too far. Um... I wrote a lot of fuck them in very all <laughs> caps. Various. Um, various ways. That, yeah, no. That yeah. was a lot of the subtext of my mind. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, God, oh. 
Oh yeah, no, at one point I found uh okay. Um <laughs> There's so much. Yeah. Oh boy, okay. Um oh. So one of the things that I really liked, and this is not talking specifically about the cop, is when they are so they all run so two of them are taken by the mob. Mm. Uh Bex is attacked by a person with a fucking nail gun. Oh yeah. Which oh, oh, oh. so it's terrible, but that fight was lovely. It was really well done. It was so they have a fight with a nail gun in a pool. Yeah. And um, what was one of the interesting parts of um, having the subtitles on is because mm. it describes the sound effects as well. Oh. So like, um, you couldn't see the nail gun shooting until a little later in the fight, yeah. but the sub the subtitles told you like the nail gun fires, 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 fires. And then, like, you can't really see what's going on because they're fighting in a pool and it's dark. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the subtitles are like, nail gun hits. And you're like, <gasps> but you still can't tell yeah. who. Because it's see dark the and it's a pool and the blood go. starts cooling ah. and you don't know who got hit. Mm. And that was, so when I wrote in a couple of my, like, a couple of my notes, like, you better not kill Bex. Like, oh, yeah. No. No. And they referenced that. They were watching yeah. a movie earlier and mm -hmm. they're talking about how they, if this was a horror film, they'd all be dead. Yeah. Because of the various tropes of who mm -hmm. dies and, like, yeah, no, I mean, that's a trope of having trans mm -hmm. people is they have to suffer, yep. you know? And so, like, I was concerned mm -hmm. about that as well. Yep, so Bex runs away. Mm. Lily is able to get away um, after a couple of these fucking mob people and basically yeah. you could tell under the masks all of the people that were involved in the home invasion were white or light-skinned yep. it's kind of like implied um like the whole thing is very much an implied like what we're dealing with right now with this uh massive angry white supremacist i know that not every single person in that group or even in the next groups were white specifically but it's just like yep that is what we're dealing with right now and this is what they are yeah, targeting it's... um and they just start, like, M's mom is a fucking badass. Oh, I was so oh, sad shit. we didn't get to see more of yeah. her. Yeah. I just want the spin-off movie where we get to hear M's mom's story. Yeah, because she knows how to use a gun. Was her name Nance? I think so, yeah. Presumably Nance. Probably yeah. Nance. Um, she, she has weaponry in the household, mm -hmm. but she's over, obviously quite well off yeah like from you could tell from the um mm. the home that they were living in and like yeah just the the little like tidbits they drop in every once mm. in a while about her and she just has like four 18 year olds like half living in her house mm. and like yeah i i want nance's movie yeah so they so bex escapes mm. lily escapes lily goes to joel McHale. I really need to start calling him by his character name, but I, I don't, don't even remember. Mark. Yeah. Generic white Generic, guy. generic Joel McHale actor. Uh, <laughs> Joel McHale character. Uh, so she goes to Joel McHale, and <laughs> yeah, uh, the whole thing, the whole thing was just disgusting. Oh, uh, but the reason so that I'm bringing that up is because then Bex, I believe Bex, it was shown that Bex was like banging on Joel yeah. McHale's door as well. Bex also went to Joel McHale's mm -hmm. house. And was trying to get in, mm -hmm. and then gets taken by this other smaller mob of yeah. um, Slam High. Yeah, yeah, good old 
Rome. Which I had no idea what the hell they were chanting because I didn't have the subtitles yeah. at that point. Well, I assume it's supposed to be a play on like Salem. Yeah. Salem. Which Salem is never stated which Salem it is, but um, yeah, because I mean, it's, it's like, a reference to it's the reference. witch trials. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But it's like it's interesting because it's also one of those like this was a note that I had was that they never state like where yeah. which Salem because there are a lot of Salem's throughout uh, the country as well. So I yeah. what I was always trained and what I generally do is that like mm-hmm. if it is a common assumption yeah. and the movie doesn't say otherwise. You have to go with that, that assumption. You have to go with that assumption. Yeah. Because otherwise they... And if it's not the case, then, then that's the fault of the movie. Like, Well, I kind of I kind of see it as them leaving it open because this is one of those, like, this could happen anywhere. Yeah, I think that's why... It's very much like how Springfield is where the Simpsons live. Yeah. But... I don't think it matters. Yeah, anyway. Because yeah, we're, the we're name is more... <laughs> There's so much. I know. There's so much. Um, um, but yeah, so... So Bex is taken by these high school jock shitheads. Yep. Um, and she is literally put in a position where, like, it's the like the T pose, the Jesus pose, where she's like handcuffed to the truck. Oh, her, her arms. arms and legs are handcuffed. Yeah. To oh, the that's truck. right. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like in a full splay. Mm-hmm. And this is an that's aspect awful. that we haven't talked about yet either. She is basically these jocks make one guy specifically put a rope around her neck. Uh, and A, there's that. Yeah. Uh, but B, it's the guy who earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. she had a, a very consensual sexual encounter with. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Enthusiastically like a very... Enthusiastically consensual. Yeah. And it was, it looked like it was going to be a very sweet moment until the very end when he kind of just got on his stuff and he was just like, I don't know if he actually stated anything, but it was very much implied a like, uh, don't tell anybody about this. No, no. He, um, he said something along the lines it? of, mm-hmm. well, you know, you can't tell people about yeah. this. Like not even mm-hmm. a please don't. It was yeah. a, well, you know, yeah. Like, and that is now I will state as a trans woman who has been in a very long-term relationship with a cis woman, this is not an experience that I have, but this is absolutely an experience that mm. a lot of my friends have stated, and it's something that is talked about a lot, this idea of um, particularly the cis-masculine like, culture yeah. of not of like lusting after but not talking about or being able to express their love for trans women, uh, and then so later in the movie, with like, so basically you're like, all right, well, fuck this guy, um, and then later in the movie he refuses to yeah. put the noose around her neck. Uh, she has to somewhat talk him out of it. She does. He's he. You can tell that he's not. He doesn't want to do this. About it. Yeah, but, but he's yeah. also too scared not to. Right. Which I'm not going to say is like, oh, okay, that's understandable. But at the same time, it's understandable why you would be fearful for your life around these toxically masculine fucks. Understandable, I don't think it's yeah. justified. Agreed. And that's like an interesting um, yeah. when my husband and I were talking about this, mm. we like had to make that distinction a lot. Yeah. Where like, it is something you could potentially relate to but also not the correct not a good choice. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then when he does refuse, he mm. says he's, get, he's told by the, like, the leader of this group um, she ruined your life, she humiliated you, 
To which he responds, no, she didn't humiliate me, you did. Yeah, he has yeah. a bit of a coming around moment. Yeah, and I did I did appreciate that as much as it was one of those things where it's like, well, you're still showing us in this fucking position, but like, whew, yeah. Um, and then, I think one of my favorite things, and it was very, it wasn't subtle, but it was like very like muted, was the, the girls come, they've all got, like they've stolen all of Joel McHale's guns and swords. Uh, that were ridiculously <laughs> laid out. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. Just cracked me up because it feels it feels like it would be unrealistic, but then yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no. With how to what to the extent these people have gone? Yeah. Like just displaying your weapons in the middle of your floor. Like mm -hmm. all of these actions are anything to find a scrap of security or yeah. feeling of security. And to, like, lay all your weapons out like that would probably garner at least a little bit of security feeling. So, mm -hmm. and it was, yes, it amused me, but I was also like, yeah, this, this is probably yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> um, so the So they are saving, so at this point we are shown uh, Bex on mm -hmm. the back of this truck with a noose around her neck and the truck is revving up like it's going to speed away. Which she's, fuck? She's Ooh. almost strung up. Like, yeah. yeah, it's over the tree branch or whatever. And it's it's seconds, milliseconds yeah. away from this being. And so her friends now, uh, after the cop has been killed, um, they and the all, two have been brought from the cop yeah, car. The so it's all three of them. Mm -hmm. They are all armed to the teeth, and they start <laughs> blasting. Katanas. There are katanas. There are katanas. <laughs> yep. Which come into play like. Once, like M uses one katana <laughs> mm -hmm. once. But they've got the Deadpool cross katanas. Yeah. Um. But I like it. Just I was like, wait, why does yeah. suburban white guy have two actually usable katanas? I mean, I will tell you, <laughs> suburban white dudes, mm -hmm. um, especially ones that think that they are like. Hardcore or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, they collect swords. Well, like, yeah. But yeah, and many of them are non-usable, but like, yeah, that's why. a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, this thing, yeah, they, this could really kill someone. Oh, the amount of wall hangers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. But yeah, and especially with this thing, yeah, about no, the you're, swords. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. I did not see it as a thing that pulled me out of it, but it was just like, oh yeah. I like, found right. it amusing. But yeah. like, it, yeah. it fit the style. Yeah. So it was, it was perfectly <laughs> acceptable in this ridiculous place mm -hmm. that we're in currently. Yeah, um, so they get in this situation where they're finally like guns a blazing. They mm. save, uh, they do save Bex mm. and Tadonic a time save Bex. Yep. And a as they're shooting these fucking guys, one of them says, "Dude, they're fucking crazy." Yep. And a yeah okay fuck the ableism, but b like. You were he just gets gonna shot shoot Bex. two seconds yeah. later. Like. Yeah, he gets shot two seconds later. But it's just like you were gonna shoot Bex. You were like, ah, and I know that this is like, and I, I'm, the thing is like, I feel like that was good commentary because it made me angry. Yeah. For this reason. Yeah. And it is one of those things because of what they built up, and it's just like, them no, you, 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 you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. The yeah. um, I mean the white guys drove me insane throughout yep. like 90% of the thing like yeah. and like that's 
what struck me about how that sort of scene resolved yeah. was um, so they all the other white guys um, are dead mm-hmm. now. Um, and and I should last... clarify, most there were a couple of non-white folks in there that died as well. There were. At the same time, it was basically just this like, pa- like this patriarchal male, like generally they were not mentality. the yeah. people of color were not the focus. Yeah, in it. all the major players were. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you for. But yeah, just yeah. <laughs> um, and but the the main ringleader is this. Very typical, typical. <laughs> you know, the typical kind. The typical kind. Typical kind of people. I got no sympathy for him. No sympathy at all. Uh, I sorry, that's a, I have none sorry, of that's that. a wrestling thing. Anyway, go on. <laughs> you don't have any of that. So he's um, a typical kind of guy. The typical kind of white guy, uh, like tosses his gun over the car, yep. and is like, "Oh, I'm surrender, surrender." Comes on mm-hmm. out. So this is also after they say, like Beck specifically says. If you surrender now, we'll stop shooting. Yeah. One of the like him, I think he says, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. And then his other his buddy gets shot. Yeah, like through a car tire. Yeah. It was intense. Um, and then he surrenders and comes out, and there's this long, awful apology, because it's not. It's oh, it's yeah. a please don't shoot me. It's, and I, I made this note, it was, um, he, the, some of the things he said included, I didn't mean it. I didn't and, mean it. Yeah. It was stupid mm-hmm. ableism. Um, I, it got out of hand. Mm. All these, like, no, 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 it wasn't actually me. Yeah. Things. And I wanted him dead so bad. Yeah. Like, I think... I, as much as we, uh, and here's the thing, I think yes. as much as we would have liked that and it would have been more cathartic, mm-hmm. it would have gone against a lot of their characters, even though, especially with Bex basically saying, like, look, if they're going to look at me and say that it's okay for me to die, oh, can't you have sympathy? It's like, no, like, you can, but not me. And I think that there is an extent that for particularly Bex having a certain amount of empathy for someone who's in front of you versus someone who is a concept is something mm-hmm. that she was kind of, that they were kind of trying to Working say. Working towards. Yeah, and especially because, I agree, I agree with you though, because I know like it was just like I really wanted him dead. Um, so like, and I think my issue with that is not so much yeah. how Beck's character reacted to that. I think yeah. that's completely in character and I think that's understandable justifiable, all of that. But that's when my, like, meta-brain kicks in, Mm. and it's like... But she is now put in this position where we have to forgive this. Mm -hmm. We have to forgive this, or it makes her a terrible character. Mm. Well, I don't think, because she doesn't specifically forgive, but I'm I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, To some extent, even if it's not... Mm-hmm. Like, completely, like, oh, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But he gets off scot-free. Yeah. She, she, he's not even tied up. Yeah. Like, uh, tactically, I just, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I, I really thought it was going to be zip-tied in the back horror. of that car. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be the, like, last-minute horror, like, jump scare, and then he's dead. But yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I would have accepted that, yeah. because then, like, okay, yes. Yeah. There, you've had your moment of like I'm the mm-hmm. bigger person 
But now my life is being threatened and... Because he also, in all the things that he said, it was very much, it sounded like every apology I've seen from like a Louis C.K. to uh, like these people... I'm sorry, like, your feelings were hurt. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I didn't intend, oh, it's not, and it's just like, that's not the point. You tried to murder me. Like, your actions cause me harm. Mm -hmm. So, there, I agree with you. I think that that was a moment that I was just like, oh, okay, well, I kind of see. And I did actually, I'm not going to lie, when they also spared Diamond, and I think it was Lily that said, I mean, not, not all men. I actually kind of liked that. No, no, I liked I that was very funny. sparing Diamond. Yeah. That made sense mm -hmm. to me, because yeah. he had a moment yeah. where he recognized he needed to change his behavior. Yeah. Behavior was actually changed, mm. and not in any weird private way. Yeah, it was changed when there were actual stakes. Yeah, whereas whatever his name is. Yeah, we'll call him Chad. Ch Chad. I know it wasn't, but we'll call him Chad. Sure, um, it might have been, <laughs> um, mm. but yeah, Chad had no stakes, mm -hmm. and we talked about how this movie showed early on that there's no truth under duress. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Well, it's now it's a little... Ooh, you did it again. I'm sorry! <laughs> I'm just gonna move this pillow so I quit doing that. I'm still in frame. Alright, try talking into the microphone. I'm there we go. Sorry. <laughs> So, I just, I just, like, this is, this is a me issue, but I gotta fix it. Uh, I gotta get a new camera. I can camera. quit touching the floor, <laughs> so, Um, <laughs> what were you saying? Because <laughs> now all I heard was just angry bees <laughs> on the right side of my ear. <laughs> it's the worst The people on the live stream won't hear it, but yeah, like, the people at home will probably, if you hear angry, angry bees... It's because Rachel was it's touching me. the cord. I angered the bees. <laughs> angered the bees in the cord. <laughs> um, I was talking about how we showed earlier in the film mm -hmm. that like if, if people are under duress, you cannot get actual. They're just mm -hmm. saying whatever is going to keep them alive. You don't actually get truth. Right. Oh, so I was going to challenge that now yes. because he did tell the truth. He just made an assumption about a person based on that truth. So now my earlier comment, I almost feel like I don't like it anymore <laughs> because my whole thing is with, and it's shown, you do not get accurate information under duress, and it's not completely accurate. No. But it is, there is a, a certain There's amount a of kernel. accuracy. There's a kernel. There's a kernel. Um, so it's still, I think now I'm coming back around and I'm still okay with that, but I'm not fully happy with it because that is the thing about being under duress and being tortured. You do not get accurate no. information. You get what someone wants to hear. And so, yes, he did have... I a, still yeah. think it's mm -hmm. framed as something they want to hear. Because yeah. he could say, well, it's coming from this house, which yeah. is true, which is what is actually true. Mm. But he can directly blame it on someone who's been in the limelight and been already hated about this. Yeah. And that is the choice. Hmm. So, okay. I yeah. I think it still holds. Um, the other thing I want to bring up mm. is that, before we move on to starting to wrap up, um, one thing I noticed is that 
everyone when they picked up Bex in the pickup truck. Uh, everyone in the windows is wearing a mask and just watching. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, A, like there's so much being said about people watching and people observing and people not doing Bystanders, voyeurism, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of that. Yeah, and it's and just like, oof. Early yeah. on in the movie they talk about um, the the viewer, the audience, yeah. and how that impacts and changes how it's seen or perceived. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's a whole interesting part of it. That I think it does really well that a lot of things that talk about like the internet mm. don't. Mm. Um, one of the things, while we're on the topic of yeah. viewer and who's making the media and whatnot in the film, it was written by a man, no? Yeah, it was written and directed by a man, Sam, I gotta look it up again, Sam Levinson. Um, as I remember, Sam Levinson hasn't done a lot of mainstream stuff, but the stuff that he has done has been very, in this style of yeah. like being very, very like visually stunning and interesting and just... But it's interesting that this story about mm. marginalized and targeted people is being told by someone who is not. Like, do you feel this is his hmm. story to tell? I feel kind of like... I don't know. Like, I think it's tough because I think... It's always also tougher with a collaborative style of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely he is helming it, and he is definitely the one written, yeah, who's he's, written it. And, and he directed it, I believe. So, yep. Um, so... I... Oh, and this was 2018. This was, like, last year, yeah. by the way. I just looked that up. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so... Hmm. I don't know if I want to commit yet, because I think yeah, that there's I'm an argument for both cases, because I think he did do a pretty good job. Especially, like... Yeah. Especially just with a lot of the... Honestly, like, writing for youth culture. Like, yeah. I think that that was extremely well done, mm-hmm. and I think I, there were I think it's of, one of the best, mm-hmm. like this is actually problems with social media and actual yeah. problems with the internet and actual mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that the only thing that was kind of like ooh was watching uh, specifically like watching a, a black woman get manhandled by a police officer but also that is a, a thing that and well, I'm glad this, that they didn't choose her for the, the lynching moment oh god yes like I think um, that was and I it's still not this good, movie but, very like, much straddles the like yeah what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah. And it's partially because it's it's in response to the things that are not okay. Yeah. So you, you if you don't directly address them, then you're not really dealing with it. Yeah. Um, like, and I'm looking at a lot of the, the other major names. I don't know Marcel Ray. I don't know Ron Patel. I didn't know I most know of the, the team behind it. But yeah, most of the most of the team behind it, the like prominent members of the team are male. Again, I don't know about Marcel. Uh, I can, I'm going to look up Marcel right now just to kind of see. Yep. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, that sounds like... I don't know. I'll look it up. Um... But yeah, like it's a, a predominantly male-driven mm-hmm. piece, and that also does kind of show. 
in yeah. a lot of ways, especially with like a lot of the the like I was talking about exploitation and a lot of the like sheer like the focus of it. I wonder what it would look like under the helm of a female director. I wonder what it would be, or if it would even be made. Um, yeah. I'm sure there is some iteration of this that would yeah. exist. But One of the struggles mm-hmm. I had with it, um, and I'm just having with media in general, mm-hmm. is violence on femme, trans, marginalized bodies. Mm-hmm. And how that's shown and how often it is the case. Yeah. Like... There was a lot of violence towards masculine bodies in this, mm. but it was very short, sweet, to the point, necessary. Yeah. Whereas all the violence committed towards the femme bodies was humiliating, mm. was exposing, you know, like, Lily doesn't just get cornered, she gets her clothes ripped off, her hair pulled, her yeah. neck twisted so they can see her face, like... Mm. Which isn't mm-hmm. untrue, but there's never, they're sort of set up against each other yeah. at the end. And there's never really a resolution, there's mm-hmm. never really actual payback for mm-hmm. that. And like, I, I struggle with that. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard to watch for me in a lot of ways just over and over and over it's these mm. femme bodies being hurt and destroyed and exposed and embarrassed and mm. dismantled and there is there is an extent that because again spoilers they all survive mm. all four of the the main cast which i was very happy and surprised to see um yeah no i was excited about that but yeah they they do all survive but at the same time that is great, that is a good step, but at the same time, it's just, yeah, like, watching it over and over again, and I'm, like, we both like a lot of violent storytelling. Like, we participate in a lot of violent storytelling, but it is something, especially with a lot of this stuff, yeah, I don't know. Well, it it does this thing, and I hate this thing, and I I hate it whenever things do this, where it Mm. makes the violence against femme bodies sexy. Yeah. And I fucking hate that. Like, yeah. any time it comes up. Because even just psychologically putting it right next to each other mm. is deeply troublesome. Yeah. Because, like, you... It's not... Even if it's not your intention mm. to associate those things, mm. just by watching it, you are building that connection in your brain. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And it, mm. it like that. It's not for female viewership. Yeah. Or it is, but then that's even more troublesome because mm. then it's like, look, this is your place in this world. Mm. And there was a moment. Here we go. Uh, so they're at a party. This is fairly mm. early on, and just kind of on that note. Uh, I think it was Lily was responding to this. Someone said, oh, everything I learned about sex, I learned from porn. from pornography. And she responds, you think porn taught you how to fuck, but it didn't. That's why every guy I meet on Tinder wants to choke me on our mm-hmm. first date. Yeah. And there are so many little pockets of these moments that I kind of feel like they are at least aware, but at the same time, 
Yeah, it is one of those things it's where it's like... It's still part of it. It's still part of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't... It doesn't make them come on top of it. It doesn't yeah. ever give them relief. Yeah. Because even when they're angry and violent, they're still sexy. Yeah. Like, it, it never removes that from them or mm. lets them be not sexy about it. Yeah. Because even when there is more violent things towards masculine bodies, it's the focus isn't on the masculine body. Right. It's on what the feminine body is having to go through to do this. And they it falls into that trope of femme characters, female characters can only be badass after mm -hmm. they've suffered trauma. Yeah. So like Lily's character only really starts to fight back after she has been horribly humiliated, tackled by her boyfriend's goons, and effectively assaulted. Yeah. Um, not even effectively, she is assaulted. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, she's able to fight back. Mm. And that's another trope I fucking hate. Yeah. Like every time it comes on, it's like, really? If it was there, it would already happen. Yeah. Like, there's this thing where women are only allowed to be violent or angry after they've been hurt. Yeah. Like, oh, it's okay then. You mm. can be strong, but you have to be shown in this incredibly vulnerable position first. I think even if they found a way to confirm it for the boyfriend in that moment, that horrible moment, um, but let her... Like, maybe she's taking some self-defense classes. Like, I know that three-on-one is still not, but, like, give her something so that she doesn't they have to suffer They could have that. been scratched. They could yeah. have been wrestled out of, like, they yeah. could have come out with damage. Yeah. Like, it was a horrible and necessary moment mm -hmm. to, like, set the tone of the things that were going to happen and yeah. define it relationships. It felt like a different movie as soon as that happened. And actually, this is why I'm glad that you're here, not <laughs> just because talking about that, like talking about like here are ways that like you could have still created this character in a physical manner without necessarily resorting to that bullshit, like that idea of uh, like she could have clawed at one of them, she could have done anything, and they didn't have her do that. Nope. Like yeah. And I mean, that that yeah, there's just lots of options. Yeah. It's not like the moment you get caught that, that, that you're done. Yeah. Like, which is effectively what they had her do. Mm -hmm. And like, she's wrestling, but it's like, mm -hmm. I, I hold two-year-olds every day who don't want to get held. Mm -hmm. And it's a two-year-old, it doesn't matter how to use its body, but <laughs> they will just mm -hmm. fucking headbutt you just by like, leaning back too quickly, like not mm -hmm. even meaning to. Like, the amount of damage you can do unintentionally. Mm -hmm. So to have her wriggling around and doing no damage whatsoever is a choice. Yeah. That's not just like, oh, that's how physics works. That's a choice. Mm. And like, whether they meant to make that choice or not, they still did. Right. Um, Interesting. No, a lot of the yeah. violence, mm. um, I mean, I'm not a super big fan of gun violence because it's mm. kind of boring in my opinion. Yeah. Like, to, to watch anyways, because it's like, well, we're going to have as many bullets in this gun as 
we want to because we have which is a criticism uh, so, I've seen many bullets, so, so many bullets and I realized some of them had like different types of weapons but like one of them I think you was M, have had a fucking revolver <laughs> you still have to either like load in the new ones or yep. you have to put the bullets in mm -hmm. Um, also the kickback on the gun. So I mm -hmm. had the chance to fire a gun for the first time over Christmas because, mm -hmm. you know, why not? Yeah. Um, and I fired a revolver and it's like a, it's a tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. But like any time, it's, it's a big kickback. Mm -hmm. And like I'm not a giant person, but neither are these women. Right. So the fact that like they're firing off these guns with like no kickback, and, or like minimal kickback and the supreme confidence with them, like mm. firing a gun is jarring, mm. especially if you've never done it before, because it's loud, it like shakes your whole body, mm. um, and like the style of the movie is to have the violence and they don't right. want to spend time on the like well, let's teach you how to use a gun and mm. how you experience this. Like, there's too much to do. Right. But at the same time... It's like, look, I just need you to wear a red raincoat and look like a badass, okay? <laughs> and I, I accept mm. this. Yeah. So this is this is where we're going. And But then it makes the... It takes mm. an element of truth out of the weaponry. And yeah. then it loses my interest in the fight. Mm. You know, when the bullets are infinite, the gun doesn't have any, like toll on your own body like it loses some of the interest for me yeah because they're no longer working within the parameters of the story they've set up mm -hmm. um or like magic bullets that can just like oh it appeared through the car tire you know and it would have to go to another car tire or like yeah so that's a lot of that vibe or they brought in a katana Sorry, I'm gonna come back to yeah. the katana. No, um, go back to the katana. Help me out with this. They set yeah. up the katana, and there's no payoff. Well, there was a little payoff. She, she hit once. She hit once. It's not disposable. Jump, I mean, it, like... You take it out. <laughs> you take it out. You use it again. <laughs> right. I mean, like, she just sticks it in and then, then goes mm -hmm. on to like, oh, I should use this gun now. Well, his arm is further away from his body than he planned on it being. This is true. Like, he's not coming back from that. Yeah, no. Um, not that blood loss. Nope. Um, not that shock. But still, like, they set it up and you're like, oh, are we going to get, like, for some, you know, I really, for whatever reason, reason, thought that there was going to be, like, a katana fight scene. Because they set it up. Yeah. Like, they show it all pretty. Uh -huh. She brings it out once. Mm -hmm. And you're like, is she just going to, like... And we want that because mm. these same sort of goons shot her mom. Yeah. In cold blood. Yeah. Like, you want that. There was a lot of non-cathartic moments. Yeah. And I, like, I wanted those. Particularly for, like, your, your grindhouse exploitation revenge stories. You, you do yeah, need this that payoff. And I think that there are... Them. Yeah. I think All that she gets is a pretty decent speech at the end. Yeah, which I wrote the whole thing out for. And a lot of unarmed femmes come into her aid. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad we're indicating that her only defense is literally there are too many bodies that you have to go through. <laughs> said wave after wave of kill <laughs> Like, said wave and wave after my own men until the killbots reached their kill limit. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was the... 
hey, I was like, really? Here's done. a spoiler alert for Marvel, uh, for Marvel Endgame. So if you haven't seen it and you you're worried, shut this off and watch it. But um, yeah, it was like that moment when Captain Marvel got Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet, and then Peter Parker's like, Oh, how are you gonna get through? I know I just watched you go right through a spaceship. Through and a spaceship out of while you're but, glowing. But you know, how are you gonna get through? To be this fair, <laughs> yeah. Peter Parker being a goon <laughs> is is kind of in character. I do yeah, I do love I I mean I feel way. like the goon yeah. should have been called out, but But yeah, so this like so all of the female superheroes from the MCU uh, got behind these four women and <laughs> stood up to these masked, uh, this masked mob. And like I say, I've written out, I will share it. I don't necessarily We're all need to read it. people. We need to yeah. stand in the same spot. Yeah, and there was, I noticed in the extras, I was like, because I was looking, because I was like, okay, is it just women? Am I making that up? There was a dude. But at the same time, I only counted the one. The one. In the quick, in the quick watch that I did. Wait. Um, are we talking about Endgame? Are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about. No, we're talking cool. about. Uh, That's what I figured. Yeah, we're talking about Assassination Nation again. Um, the one, dude. So, um, as for me being a whore, a homewrecker, immoral, sure, it doesn't hold a fucking candle to your righteousness. <laughs> like that's how it starts. Yep. And I really do. There are moments of it that I really like. I think it could have been half the length. Oh, um, I want it to be like four sentences. Yeah, like, which your best. sounds mean, but mm -hmm. like. And there were a couple that I did like, including like uh, you know the, the a lot of the uh, talking about a lot of the inconsistencies with message about like how to be a woman. You have to be. You have to stand up for yourself, but also don't um, don't speak too loud. I love the you can. I mean, I hated it, but I love <laughs> the you can be president. Just kidding. Yep. Oh. Just kidding. Ouch. Um, the only other line I want to bring up is earlier, once they jump to the ten minutes, the or ten weeks, one week later, ten minutes later. Ten minutes uh, later. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, the, the yeah, ten minutes later, anarchy, but not the good kind. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of jump cuts, like, it's um, just elbows and arms. Let me find it. It's, oh, that was the other thing. It's like, yeah. any time there was real, like, if they were going to go hand-to-hand, -hand, it was a whole bunch of jump cuts. Like, yeah. And I, I always hate it when movies do that. I'm like, if you're going to show combat, mm -hmm. it's not really storytelling unless you show all the things that are happening. Yeah. But a lot of, I don't know if it's just not trusting it or something, but they'll do all these jump cuts to make it look fast and violent and confusing. I'm like, no, no, trust... Trust your stunt people. Trust. Yeah. Trust the fight. That well, I'm sure there, there are some folks who don't know how to shoot a fight. There's which, lots of folks. <laughs> yeah, but I've, if that's the case, like, this is this is a this is a full budget movie. You can hire somebody. Like. Yes. But yeah. Um, so the the other quote that I wanted to share was after one week later. One week. Sure. Later, one week later, we get a we get a. Uh, voiceover from Lily who says, So here's the thing that bothers me. Who sees a video of a naked girl and says, I'm gonna kill this fucking bitch? Oh, Turns yeah. out, a lot of people. Mm. And I really just like, I think that was the moment as much as there was a lot of like trauma that happened immediately prior to that. And after. <laughs> I, and after, and especially after that. Yep. 
I think that was the moment that I kind of solidified, I actually really like this movie, because that is... Whew. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a lot of really great moments. Yeah. I don't know if I can say I like this movie. Well, I tell you what. Let's jump into those last questions that we always ask on this podcast. Excellent. First off, so we're so I'm going to ask you, was it transphobic and did you enjoy it? Let's start, since we've already started talking about that. You can rate this on a scale of 1 to 10. You can say well, just a simple yes or no. You can make a noise, however you want to express it. Did you enjoy Assassination Nation? I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd watch it again. Okay. I don't think my heart could take watching it again. Like, maybe with someone else, but mm -hmm. like, I don't think I'd watch it again on my own. Okay. Like, it's, it's intense. It's a lot. And I don't think the message is necessarily for me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the audience that should watch it. You know? Mm -hmm. I think, like, watching my husband watch it mm -hmm. was interesting. And I think that's potentially a more useful audience for this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but I completely understand why other people would. Yeah. Uh, like, this is one of those ones that, like, I, as a person, absolutely loved it. It's going to definitely be on a, like, recommended, but it's going to be a recommended with a lot of caveats. <laughs> a big uh, asterisk. Yeah, like a big ol' asterisk. Um, a big ol' asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... I think I can confidently do that, but say to people like, hey, I think this is actually pretty good trans representation. Like, and we'll... Beck's character was great. Yeah. Like, I thought the mm -hmm. actress did an amazing job. Yeah. I loved where they let her character go. Yeah. How much she was intrinsically a part of the world, not... You, like, it wasn't even talked about for, like, the first ten minutes of the movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just absolutely accepted. It was a good, if nothing else, and we're kind of moving into the transphobic question, yeah. too, but, like, if nothing else, they did a really good job of showing a character that absolutely could not be portrayed by a cis person. Like, it, it really should not be. But oh, absolutely also, not. this character should not be cis. Uh, based on everything that happened, but also it, it does it in a way that isn't just like, hey everybody, I'm trans, what's up? Yeah, they're not oh, trying oh. to put little yeah. gold stars. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's done in a way that is not, I don't want to say subtle, but it's done in a way that is just like allows the character to be human, but also very explicitly trans. Yeah, they're not mm -hmm. a plot device. Yeah, they're not a plot device. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and there's a real arc. And there's yeah, so complexity, which yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as on a transphobic level, I would say because it's there, the transphobia is there, yeah. but it's there as a tool almost. There is a tool. Yep. I think there's like occasionally things where I'm like, I don't think you thought through this. Yeah. Um, like having the inciting incident be about a potentially trans person feels a little odd. Yeah. Like, it gives a reason to talk about for Bex to comment on mm. that. But 
it's it struck a little weird for me that the jocks would be so upset about this, mm. but then perpetually using her pronouns correctly. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I think it's very mm. respectful mm. of the writing and the directing, mm. but I don't know if that rings true, or. I think it depends on a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Like, I I can buy it uh, on a certain level of, like... I almost feel like I buy it on the level of people who have either, like... They don't even think to dehumanize her, mm -hmm. but they think about things because they realize... Like, it, it does kind of make sense because even... Uh, and there's a moment uh, earlier... Well, people where, do yeah. all sorts of weird... Things yeah. that don't make it like the dissonance yeah. in yeah. understanding like, things. Like the whole thing of like, oh, he's like he sucked he sucked her dick. And yeah. it was just like A, we don't know because yeah. we you know, we don't know. But also like B like you're respecting the fact that she's a woman, but you're totally like making everything about biology and it's just like it's, yeah, but now you're I liked it though like I kind of liked that uncomfortable place like, I, it's not yeah so for me I just I think it's something weird. that yeah it's something mm -hmm. I have to like chew on and think yeah. about um one other thing that like mm. really minor and really mm. didn't totally bother me but the ending when they have the two mobs pit against each other it's very much divided along a gender binary yeah and like there's that. Yeah. And that's not the most amazing, but I understand why they... Well, what I did. noticed was the ones who were... Because it it was actually, like, on the, the masked side. Mm -hmm. You could tell it was a little bit mixed, but it was all older women. Oh, yeah. And so, as much as... Like, it was a very clear divide of, like, there are women who are on the side of the four protagonist ladies, uh, and mm -hmm. then there's, like, the very clear, like white male, like, anger with mm. masks, etc., etc. And, but there were definitely a lot of older women in that crowd as well. Yep. And I think that that was a very strong intention. Oh, I like that too. choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... But, yeah. You, you're still, but like... But still, yeah. We're still not addressing like, trans mask people, right. binary people, like... Mm -hmm. There's... That's still passing over that. And there's... Mm -hmm. As I said, it didn't really bother me because yeah. they were making a different point. Right. But I think often that like they those two things are separate discussions mm. and that's part of the problem is that they're yeah. not combined because it it answers a lot of that or it like mm. I think it's important discussions to have and it wasn't had in the movie and Yeah. It didn't bother me a whole lot, but it is something I noticed. Okay. Uh, I would say as far as transphobia, I tend to rate it on a 1 to 10 scale. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, and I know your response is going to be, is going to be, hey Ashley, that's a 5. I feel like it's somewhere between a 4 and a 6. <laughs> but I don't want to commit to 5. It's just somewhere in that area. It could it be, could like be a 4.1, it could be a 5.9. It's somewhere between a 4 and a 6. Yep. Which is not definitively a five. <laughs> but I think it's like definitely, because it's there, but I feel like it's a tool, but I feel like sometimes it doesn't fully work itself out, but I think that it actually, because it creates a really cool character in Bex, it's like, ah, man. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd go between four and five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely present. It's... But you wouldn't go between four and six, because that would be five. Because that would be five. <laughs>
mean, there's technically a halfway point of four and five, which would be four point five. Yeah. Numbers I are, I know how numbers numbers work. are crazy. <laughs> numbers. This isn't the numbers podcast. Um, uh. But yeah, it's there. It's and it's a tool and it's purposeful. But it's definitely like if that is something you are specifically avoiding or yeah. need to not engage with, then it's, this it's is not, the not skip present. This, yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, is there anything else that we didn't discuss that we need to discuss that we really want to... I, I can bring up two, like, little things. Okay. Um, one, Lily checks the IP address of the hacker at one point. Yep. And it says it's coming from Russia. Yep. Which, like, okay, obviously the brother is routing this through an IP address in Russia, but, like, why bring that up? Well, I think... You mean why bring it up because of Russia, or why bring up that she's looking for the IP address? Looking for the IP address makes sense, but why yeah. include that it's Russia? I think because it is on people's minds today, and because it is one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, it's happening from Russia, oh, there's a cyber attack on us. And it's Russia. But that's not but what it's... anyone assumed in the movie. Right. Everyone assumed it was coming from the town. Yeah. So then it felt it felt like a weird red herring where it was like yeah. she could have easily just gotten like freaked out by the hacker and shut the computer. Yeah. Um at like it it, it felt mm. weird. It was like why even mm. incorporate like you they're incorporating it because everyone's freaked out about Russian cyber hackers. Mm. But but why? Like it didn't serve it. Right. Um, I also, they didn't really end the plot with the principal. Yeah, not at all. So, like, yeah, why? Yeah, you don't even know that he, like, maybe he moved, maybe, so... Maybe just he didn't to, survive. Maybe. Like, like, so... They literally, after he refuses to resign, and the mob goes crazy... So, because this, and this is going to be a whole other conversation that I'm totally happy to get into as well. Maybe we'll partition this as a, as a, like, Patreon extra. Maybe we won't. Maybe this will be part of the like, episode. I don't think we have to solve it, but it's a Yeah, no, well, well, specifically because the principal, we never really talked about him. Uh, so the principal is the second victim of the cyber attack. Mm. And I think, because the whole thing with him, and there's a lot of information that was leaked, et cetera, et cetera. People know what pornos he's watched, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The big thing is there were a couple of pictures that he took of his six-year-old child in the bathtub. And I admittedly, as me, don't know how to take that. Because, yeah. A, it's... For a piece of media, I'm definitely intrigued as far as the way that they handled the discussion of it and taboo, uh, and just taboo topics in general are very fascinating to me in media. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those things that, like, the discussion afterwards was Lily saying, like, well, you have a picture of me as a two-year-old naked hanging up there. What's, what's the difference, really? Mm. And her whole thing had been trying to like talk about the way that the the pressures of creating the perfect s sexy insta post is actually an art unto itself mm -hmm. with the principle well and, and how we mm -hmm. automatically sexualize feminine beauty. yeah like mm -hmm. that like even if the 
pose is provocative, it's not necessarily sexy. It is. Right. Like, there's some discussion on that, but it's never fully realized. And even when it's, like, starting to get so, it's, like, blown off. It's not yeah. fully discussed. And it doesn't really come to any sort of fruition mm. throughout the movie. It feels like they're going there, and mm. then it dies when the principal doesn't... When the principal storyline ends. Yeah. Like, it's... And it is... Because it is a thing that, like, immediately once they... Because they, they were building it up as, like, he's got a picture. He's got a naked picture of his kid, of his own child. Mm. And when the, the Insta person, the... the live streamer was talking about it and said something to the degree of like you could see her in the bath I instantly laughed yeah because I was like wait and then I kind of had a question and again this is sort of like I kind of had a question like is that too like I'm sure but wait okay six yeah maybe that's weird to take pictures but I don't know like I don't have a kid so it's just like, I know two-year-olds, like, like Lily was yeah. saying, like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a weird well, and I, question. We're not seeing the pictures. Right. Good. You know, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, obviously. I, I don't but yeah. have any desire. Um, but, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like, there's a difference between, like, when you, um, a lot of visual artists talk about this. Yeah. Bet between, like, how whether someone happens to be nude in a photo or whether it is framed to be provocative. Mm. Like, how much is the child exposed? What are we seeing? What's mm. obviously the focus of um, the picture? Right. Like, is it the face? Is it the body? Mm. Is, you know... And that's sort of talked about, but not talked about. Yeah, they kind of start talking about it, and then they, they, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it dies with the principal. Yeah, and um, the principal, we don't know what happens to him. All we know is he is pressured to say the right things, and then quit. Yeah, and then but he, he doesn't quit. Yeah, like he, he refuses to step down, mm -hmm. and townspeople literally break his front window and that's the last we hear about him so we assume he must have moved or street justice for like a better that's maybe um, not the right word but yeah no. like just ugh. Sorry. vigilante vigilante justice yeah that, sure yeah, like more um, yeah but like that there were just like yeah. that the russian hacker where i was like yeah and what even then, now knowing it's now knowing it's the brother, and especially like because the the principal is being questioned by an agent, and the agent and he was just like, look, if they were going to target anyone, if they were at this school, they would have targeted me or someone else. They wouldn't have targeted the mayor. Why would any student target the mayor? And then, well, yeah, targeted. within <laughs> his storyline, it's all set up really well. Yeah, but then it just it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Yeah, that was, and again, like I love the discussion of the taboo and just the idea of like, okay, all the let's stuff talk around him was media, really but, great. But they don't pay it off, and, and we then, don't know like, what they. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if this a was a studio decision to not give a resolution to that. But then why introduce it? Yeah. But, ooh, anyway. No, if you're if you're not gonna yeah. end it, if you're not gonna. Yeah. So 
All right. <laughs> On that note, um, tell us about how people can find you on the internet if you want them to. If you don't, just tell them about something you like sure. and want people to watch. Um, I do have a Twitter. It's not very often used, but it's at Poet Kelp. Um, and I mostly Instagram is the way to contact me, Rachel.weekly. Mm -hmm. um, usually you can find me by the clown nose that's in my, uh, uh, in my profile picture. And it's L-E-Y on Weekly. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. Or yeah. forget it. And then... Or they credit you in things as the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I've done that. Anyway. <laughs> My favorite was Scal when, like, and, and autocorrect happens a lot, yeah. where they're like, this isn't a word. I'm like, Google, it's my name. <laughs> ah, you know exactly where I am, but not how to spell my name. Um, Where, like, I'll type in W-E-E-K-L-E-Y, and it's like, nope, L-Y. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. It's my nerve. But in my favorite was the scowl, where it was Rachel Weekly spelled wrong, and then right after was Rachel Weekly spelled correctly. <laughs> like, just one was in bold font, one was in, like, regular font. And I was like, ah, yes. Thank you, spell check. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find me at rachelweekly.com. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lucretia Deer for L U C R E T I A D E A R, then the number four. Uh, you can also find Is It Transphobic on Twitter at Is It Transphobic. Uh, you can also find me at my website, AshleyLaurenRogers.com, uh, as well as Is It Transphobic now has a website. We're still getting the, we have the official IP address of. Uh, is a transphobic.com, but unfortunately we haven't gotten the payments right yet, so we're working on getting that connected. But you can still go to tinyurl.com slash is a transphobic and find us, or find us via my own website. Good stuff. Awesome. Uh, and the other thing, you can totally support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash is a transphobic. Uh, and there you'll be able to see the video if you're watching it right now on Facebook Live. This will only be up for another 24 hours and then it'll be gone. You will only be able to watch it on patreon.com slash isatransphobic. Now, Rachel, let's do something physical so that the people who are paying money to see this can see something... Physical. Physical. Oh, please, this has been my whole conversation. Yeah. Have you seen me over here? See, that's the thing. You're going to be missing out on a whole bunch of... Rachel Weekly. Just flapping my hands Just around. Just flapping their hands around if you don't <laughs> pay that $1 a month at least. That's a terrible cheeseburger right there that you don't need to eat. Fucking go to helping me put the website on. <laughs> Yay, transphobic get that website! <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, love you all. Ooh, difficult discussion. I recommend the movie, but you know what you're getting into. Yep.
music underneath the Chasing the Ghost promo was Hunter by Falls, licensed through Soundstripe. Thank you to AJ Mattioli and Mattioli Productions for the audio consultation.